Oh, I didn't like prepare an intro or anything. Um, That's okay. Cool. Hello. Hello, Hi. everyone. Hello, Kayleen. How are you? Am I allowed to be here yet? Yes, you're. <laughs> Hi, <laughs> it's me. We are not doing our regular take three format, so it's it's not like we're doing a take one without you. You are here. Um, yeah. And we're here to talk about a movie that honestly surprised me quite a bit, mm. uh, but I really enjoyed it. I really, really liked oh, it. Good. So th- thank you, first and foremost, for introducing it to me, because I don't think I ever would have watched it without your recommendation. So Love it. Yeah. Do you want to like talk about your history with this movie? Sure, sure. So the movie that we're talking about today is Seven Psychopaths. And uh, this movie was actually suggested to me by Daniel many, many years ago, because it was right around the time that I started advertising to everyone, hey, just so you know, Sam Rockwell's my main bitch. <laughs> like that was around when I started. I was like, okay, yeah, this is a part of my personality. And um, when Daniel found that out, he was like, oh, you should watch this movie, Seven Psychopaths. It's really good. He wasn't even there when I watched it, but I watched it with some random friends in college. And I was like, that was really good. And then I showed it to Kimmy, and she was like, that movie fucking slaps. <laughs> I was like, all right, so it's not just me. That movie was good. It's very, very good. <laughs> and I'm sure that we will have, uh, once Nick does come back, uh, we will talk about it more in depth, but uh, he wanted to watch it in preparation for this episode because he didn't want any spoilers. Right. And he, uh, I don't want to say this, He it was very, very high rated in his list of movies, and it, it surprised me where he put it in his favorites, so... Oh, uh, yeah, he did deal. tell me, he said, which is like the highest honor to have someone say this about something that I suggested, <laughs> but he was like, this is maybe in my top 10 movies of all time, yeah. and so is Brigsby Bear, yeah. and I was like, Nick, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to cry. <laughs> Knowing your great taste in movies, I should know this, and apologies that I don't, but do you have like a favorite Sam Rockwell movie? I always say that The Green Mile is my favorite movie of his because it's like one of my favorite movies of all time. But if I had to pick like, I don't know, this is one of his most fun, I think. For sure. Because like Three Billboards, he's so unlikable for most of it. And then even though he's funny, it's like you're laughing at him because he's shitty. (laughs) Whereas this one, by the end of it, I was like, this is Sam's movie. Like, don't even try to pretend that it's Colin Farrell's movie. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. This is pretty high up there for me. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What's your favorite Sam Rockwell movie? I get Sam Rockwell and another actor mixed up. Uh, mm. Who is it? Ed Norton. I get oh, those God. two mixed up all the time. I could see that kind of. Yeah. They're by by appearance. And I think, do you know why? I think it's because Ed Norton was in Fight Club, but mm-hmm. Sam Rockwell was in, in Choke. Choke. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I think, that makes sense. I think that's where the disconnect is. Oh, I forgot he was in Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. That's actually, that's a really, he's not in it as much as I would want him to be, but he's a really good role in Jojo Rabbit. For sure. Like, yeah, and I I really like Jojo Rabbit, but I'm not sure that that's my favorite role of his either. Um, Right. Oh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, nice. 100%. Totally forgot he was in that. Wait, wait, wait. Hitchhiker's Guide or Galaxy Quest? Oh, he's in both. Oh, my God. Uh, (laughs) Shit. It was. Because I remember you told me to watch Galaxy Quest. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Galaxy Quest is great. But I, not to say that I like it more, but I have a very soft spot for Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay. I really love that movie. I've only seen it once. It's it's one of my favorites. It's like his character's like so zany and fun and stupid. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, after watching, or as I was watching this movie, I guess, I realized like this is like a Kayleen movie 
like to Aww. a T. It's like it's gritty. It's like kind of grainy in a way. It's super meta. Yeah, it's very meta. I, I got like Tarantino vibes almost from it. Mm. But more than anything, it reeks of Chuck Palahniuk. Totally, yeah, totally. With like the dog kidnapping, scamming. And like, just like the short stories. Mm-hmm, yep. Yep. Yeah. I thought of that as well. So I was like, this, of course, Kayleen would recommend this. It's perfect for her. <laughs> yeah, it was a blast. I'm really into like when something is really dark, but quirky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you have notes? Did I hear that you had? I did. I took a lot of, I just kind of took notes while watching the movie of stuff I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just what you were talking about, the style of the movie is I just, I'm, fucking obsessed with Martin McDonough and he hasn't even done that much stuff as far as movies go and I I can't remember if I've talked to you about this or Nick or both of you but he wrote this play that we all had to read in college called The Pillow Man and it's one of the most amazing like beautiful awesome plays and it's just like all his movies it's very three billboards or seven psychopaths where it's like really dark but also funny and then like touching with a bunch of short stories it's literally about a short story writer (laughs) nice okay (laughs) right which is even seven psychopaths is like it's about a writer uh writers always be writing about writers (laughs) oh there's also one called a behanding in spokane which i did a scene from that for like our senior showcase and on the in the i don't know if it was broadway or off broadway but Sam Rockwell was in it christopher walken anthony mackie and zoe kazan wow isn't that interesting that's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. So that's that's a really good play. Uh, I think those are the only two that I've read all the way through. And then I've seen Three Billboards, Seven Psychopaths, and then just the other day, because for listeners, we were supposed to record this a few days ago, and then I got sick. So <laughs> while I was sick, I watched a short film he made called Six Shooter. And it's they're all just like the same vibe. <laughs> kind of like how Chuck has a vibe yeah. where he, you, you know what to expect. I feel like it's kind of the same with Martin McDonough. Nice. Like he's never really let me down. That's good. That's good. Uh, so To sidetrack a little bit, are you, I hope you're feeling better. Yeah, I'm still like stuffy, but I'm all right. I had some kind of sinus cold a few weeks ago too. It must be the, really? the weather change or something. I don't know. I was in class blowing my nose probably every five minutes. I was like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. These kids are going to be like, uh, can you leave? <laughs> Second thing that I wanted to say, which isn't really, it's more of a visual gag. Look at what Courtney bought me for my birthday last year. <gasps> that was like one of my favorite parts of the movie. Like, where did isn't it come it from? I love that. I... <laughs> yeah, she bought me the DVD with this little hat. <laughs> or the blue room with this little hat. For listeners, it's the it's the little like, I guess, is it a dog or a teddy bear hat? That it's a, I think it's just supposed to be a dog. Yeah, that he wears yeah. towards the end. Love it. Love it. Yeah. That's incredible. <laughs> <laughs> I read, I don't know, um, like I did do a little bit of research because I felt bad that we weren't doing a whole take three. Um, and apparently Sam and Colin were on like a road trip together. And I can't remember which one of them bought it. But the other one was like, you have to wear this in the movie. <laughs> and so they they just like bought it randomly. And then they decided they sh- he should wear it in the movie. That's so fun. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I like that story. I was telling Nick this. I just wrote down a bunch of quotes that I thought were really funny because this movie makes me laugh a lot. I have one quote um, that I love as well. So yeah? Let's, maybe, it, hopefully it's on your list, but we'll see. Oh, but I don't want to steal it. No, that's okay. Um, that's okay. The first one, just first of all, when a movie has an opening scene as good as that, it's like, you know, you're in for something exciting. <laughs> it's just such a funny, uh, intriguing first scene of these people talking about like 
killing someone, but then also being silly about it and like kind of stupid. Yep, yep. Also, it pissed me off because I really liked it was the actor on the left. I, Michael Stolberg. Yes. I, I was yeah. so excited. I was like, oh, he's in this. I know him. Oh. Uh, nope. <laughs> nope, he's not. <laughs> and then dead immediately. Yeah. yeah. Um, he has a line where, cause the other guy's like, oh, are you nervous that we're killing a chick? He's like, yeah, can't you tell? I'm shaking. I got the chick killing shakes. Yes. <laughs> it's like so stupid. <laughs> um, and then like the part when they're kind of going back and forth where he's like, well, I got one exact word for that. And the other guy goes, well, I got two exact <laughs> words for that. And he goes, well, well, I got three exact yes. words for that. Yeah. Um, those are a couple... Uh, maybe I'll just go through all the quotes right now because then they'll be done. <laughs> I think about this line all the time. I don't know why, but I just find it so funny when Sam Rockwell says that he's worried about the girl he's having sex with giving him like a disease mm-hmm. and she gets mad. And he goes, no, I meant like chlamydia or something. <laughs> and then he goes over to her and he's like petting her hair. He's like, babe, I meant like chlamydia or something. <laughs> You're right when you said that this was full on his movie. Like it, it was it was oh, not yeah? uh, Colin Farrell's whatsoever. And it's because of lines like that. Like, he he's absolutely stole this movie for sure. It's almost like a twist even that it ends up being his movie because he kind of writes it. Mm-hmm. Like, Marty technically writes it, but Sam wrote it. <laughs> it almost kind of gave me Fight Club vibes where it's like these characters like Christopher Walken and Sam Rockwell that were kind of surrounding Colin Farrell kind of almost felt like fever dreams in a way that they were maybe mm. a part of his psyche or something that were just manifested in real life like it did they just yeah they were just kind of so wacky and out there and and so important so much more so than Colin Farrell that it just I don't know True, yeah it was just a wild is an interesting touch to the movie I think almost that they could have been in his mind yeah yeah so, yeah exactly yeah exactly I I like this quote it was after he went on the whole like uh eye for an eye makes the whole world blind when he went on that little tantrum thing yeah. I just like at the end of it, he goes, Gandhi was wrong and no one has the balls to say it. <laughs> um, and then I think my last line that I wrote down that I just, is just both both of them saying it is so funny. But Woody Harrelson's like, can I just give him a couple of kisses and a couple of scratches? And he's like, no, you can't give him a couple of kisses and a couple of scratches. <laughs> Amazing. So yeah, this movie kills me. Um, those are all the quotes I wrote. What was the one you wrote? Mine was, it was Woody Harrelson saying it. He goes, peace is for queers and now you're going to die. <laughs> I don't know yeah. why that got to me. And I was like, hell yeah. When when did he say that? Do you remember? It was like during their standoff or something before the big shootout. Okay, okay. Um, kind of tangential to that scene was when, <laughs> when the shootout is happening, they yeah. cut to the dog. <laughs> And it's oh, just like, just like watching yeah, all of these bullets and then it cuts <laughs> to this like sweet little dog. And that was, it was gold. Yeah. It was a golden moment. The dog is so cute. I know. I know. Such, <sighs> such a cute moment. How do you feel about the fact that it's not really seven psychopaths? It's actually six psychopaths. I mean, I think this movie warrants several rewatches and I'm sure I will watch it yeah. with Nick again at some point. I don't really have feelings toward it or against it i really loved the the kind of short story aspects and i loved when christopher walken gave him the ending for yeah the vietnamese monk story yes yes yeah incredible absolutely beautiful touch did you have feelings either way about no i just thought it was kind of it's just kind of funny it's one of those things where it's like oh more like six psychopaths and then it made me think of do you watch dexter I have before, but I've, I've not caught Have you up. watched the John Lithgow season? Yes, yes. Okay, so it's kind of like how he's called the Trinity Killer, but the big twist is that they're 
Uh, yeah, vaguely, yeah, yeah. It's like, because he, he like, is a every time, but they just never found the Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of similar. (laughs) Oh, another thing that's not really, I guess I don't really have an opinion on it, but it's interesting that every single psychopath is based on someone real, except for the monk. Ooh, I never thought of that. You know? Yeah. Because as I was watching it this time, since I have seen it a couple of times, I was watching for, I was like, okay, wait, does it really end up being that every single one of them is real? And by the end, we find out that the monk is the only one that he tells him the story for on the little tape recording. Right, right. So I was just like, huh. Which, he did come up with that one on his own, but also Christopher Walken helped him write the ending. (laughs) So it's like, (laughs) did you really write any of this yourself? (laughs) That's very true. Yeah, I don't, really don't think he came up with anything on his own, but. I know. That's funny. Interesting point. I also, I, I did some like skimming research and this is something that I, want to look into further there was this long essay about how uh christopher walken's kind of sacrifice at the end really mirrored the monk scene in a way that he was kind of like mm. ready to accept death and uh in order to tell this beautiful story i guess yeah that's something i want to look into a little bit deeper um but again i think that warrants a rewatch yeah i like that um i also just thought it was funny that in the flashback of the couple who kills serial killers that they end up killing the zodiac killer <laughs> Yes. I was like, nice touch. Yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I also pointed out um, in my notes that people repeat themselves a lot in this movie, which I think is kind of fun just because it's realistic. Mm-hmm. Like in real life, people are always saying, what'd you say? And then having to repeat. But I feel like in this movie, they did it a lot for comedy where they would just kind of say something twice and it almost feels like it didn't have a have a purpose. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I just found that really interesting. It was like a device in this film. So I wrote this note when I was watching the movie. And I think thinking about it more, kind of separating myself from the movie itself, I'm kind of like debating whether or not. So are you familiar with like the Chekhov's gun um, element? Uh, For those who don't know, it's sort of like if you like see a gun at any point in the movie, you know, it's going to be used later on in the movie. And that's sort of like a device that's used in film. Mm -hmm. Um, And I kind of thought that like the whole thing, this whole movie was a Chekhov's gun. It was, um, I had to rewind it at certain points uh, after it was over. And I caught some things that I would not have registered had I not rewound it. There was a point in time when he was like, the rabbit got away though. You can't let the animals die. Just the women. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was one of the quotes. And it was like, and the dog didn't die. Like he couldn't, he he couldn't let the dog die. So it was like, okay, you're referencing that. And then I also love, they did such an insanely clever thing. I I completely forgot about this, but when Woody Harrelson's gun wasn't working that first time, because it was like not oiled or something or not cleaned well, I completely forgot about it until the end when it happened again. So it was like, right, right. It was like a kind of a weird Chekhov's gun moment where it was like the Chekhov's, Chekhov's gun didn't work now, so it won't work. Exactly. Later. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that was so yeah. clever. Um, and thinking about it now, I think like maybe that just ties in with the whole idea that it's just so meta. This movie is so mm-hmm. meta that it's just kind of, I don't want to say repetitive because that has a negative connotation, but you know what I mean? It's sort of like, yeah, it references itself often. Yeah. And again, it makes me want to rewatch this all over again. So. Well, and then it it gives stuff a payoff, too. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, that seems like just a quirk to build anticipation right. during that first scene. And then it's like, well, now it's a quirk to ruin Sam Rockwell's movie by the end, where he's like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> <laughs> Your gun is stuck? Yep. Yep. Did you see... there? I have a lot of questions that are just like, did you see this coming? Did you have any inkling that Sam was the Jack of Diamonds? Not a single one. 
until yeah. until it happened i had i had no idea so that was a, a nice twist i was the same way yeah. yeah on my first watch i had no idea i was like hell yeah of course he is <laughs> Um, what about the Quaker reveal when we find out that he did not die and it was Christopher Walken? I didn't see that coming either. Yeah. And I also like that they, kind of like you're saying, they plant the seeds for that earlier where Sam says, I already told him that story months ago mm -hmm. and we don't know where he heard the story from. And then we find out like, oh, okay. Yep. So he he heard it because it was a real story. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Which is also like fucked up of Colin Farrell to be like, I wrote that. Yeah. And that's like, you're right. Like this was not his movie. He was kind of a shithead. Like there was yeah. nothing special <laughs> yeah. about him. He was so kind of like lazy the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> and I like that with the, the crazy chaos of Christopher Walken and Sam Rockwell's behavior that there's still that part where he runs up and punches Sam Rockwell <laughs> and Christopher Walken's like, you gotta stop drinking. Yeah. Like, they're so appalled at his behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Definitely. That's so good. Oh, yeah, and my last question like that is, did you think there would be a shootout? Because, again, my first time watching it, and I think maybe even after that I had kind of forgotten what happened, but they have this big setup for, you know, he does the whole monologue of what a good shootout would look like, mm. and then you're left there as the viewer going, like, Will there be an epic shootout? What would it look like? And obviously what we get isn't nearly the same. Yeah. Admittedly, I think it was very early on when I recognized this kind of meta nature of this movie and how it was sort mm -hmm. of writing itself as it was going along to the point mm -hmm. where when they were running away in the car, the three of them, I forget who said it, but it was something like, no, I want my story to be like calm now. I just want them to like sit oh, around yeah. and talk to each other and just like connect and that kind yeah. of thing. And th that moment, I remember specifically, I was like, oh, fuck, like now this is this movie's going to be boring now. Are we just going to watch three men talk? <laughs> and we kind of right. did. We we saw like it, yeah. it moved on to, you know, the um, the campfire scene and they're, you know, camping out in the desert and stuff. And it wasn't boring. Like I was not bored at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of like, yeah, all right, I'm ready for the shootout. I, I fully was not like obviously the one that Sam Rockwell was kind of talking about and, and fabricating about like all of the psychopaths coming right. together and doing it. I knew that wasn't going to happen, but even the way that like the girlfriend comes in, she's not wearing a bra. Yeah, yeah. Like... <laughs> so good. So good. I was ready for it. I didn't know how it was going to manifest itself, but I was, I was waiting for it for sure. And I'm glad I think the one that we got was, was good. I think it was a good one. Yeah. It felt very like for lack of a better word, because it is such a heightened movie, but it felt realistic. Mm -hmm. The fact that he comes to the shootout without a gun, like he kept his word, but he had a backup plan with the flare gun, yep. you know? Yep. It's like, that seems pretty realistic that someone who's wanting something from you wouldn't try to double cross you, but would still have like an exit plan. Yeah, yeah. There were also a lot of deaths that I didn't see coming. Like in the beginning when we saw Woody Harrelson with Gabby Sibide and I fully was expecting her to die and then he yeah, shot yeah. and missed. And that definitely changed my perception of Woody Harrelson to the point where when he went to see Christopher Walken's I wife, know. I was like, okay, so like maybe there's some hope. And uh, clearly there was not, uh, which made honestly, which made the impact I know. that much worse. So like, I think from a movie making standpoint, that was a really awesome choice because it really, it hurt a lot more. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously it was very, very sad. I felt like that moment, um, especially I didn't like go through and rewatch it, but there were a couple parts that I wanted to, I was like, wait, what, what have like to take notes on a couple things. So I did rewatch a couple scenes mm -hmm. 
And that was a part where I was like, this, this really feels like a play in this moment. Just the, the tense, uh, what's the, the tension mm-hmm. between the two of them just in that room. And yeah, there's like a couple shots where the camera goes outside because you can see Christopher Walken's outside, yep. but it's really just about them two. And you're wondering if he's going to catch on at any point and you can, God, just her acting job was so amazing because she can't let him know Mm -hmm. who she is, but she's starting to cry and it's like so beautiful. That was an incredible Uh, moment. Like what a great, fantastic scene. Oh God. And she's just like sniffing, sniffling a little and trying to, it was so good. Yeah. Yeah. It felt very much like a play, Mm -hmm. very tense. And then like you said, you don't know, is he cruel enough to do that? But then he is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, again, like I was like, I don't think he is like, obviously he, like he can't be because we got that, we got that moment in the beginning, but that's yeah. Did yeah. not work out that way. So. Oh my God. Just the way too, that Christopher Walken reveals that information to, to Billy. I keep using their, their real name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Me too. But when he says that to Billy, when he's like, Oh my wife got the all clear and he's like, that's awesome. And he goes, well, she's dead now. He's like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not funny, but kind of the way he says it, it's like really sad. Yeah. yeah. And that's, you know, yeah. obviously I feel like that was a very big turning point for his character as well. Cause I think, yeah, I think after that, he kind of like threw caution to the wind. He's like, yeah, I'll follow these crazy guys into the desert. And totally. Yeah. Fun fact. Maybe you saw this in, in, on the internet's. But uh, do you know who Martin McDonough is dating? No. I don't know if this is still a thing because the internet wasn't sure, but he has been and maybe still is dating Phoebe Waller-Bridge. What? Isn't that amazing? I love that. Yeah. I was like, wow, two British icons. <laughs> That's awesome. I love her I know. So I much. hope they're still together. That's a power couple if I ever saw For one. For sure. I'd love to see her in his movies. Like... Why I know. Yeah. What the heck? That's awesome. I love that. Did I write anything else about the movie? Oh, this was, I was very proud of myself. Again, this was when I kind of rewound to see some parts over, but I was so proud of myself because I caught that when they're in the graveyard, one of the graves says Gruber. And I was like, is that intentional? Like that they're, you know, graves of villains because Hans Gruber from Die Hard. Mm-hmm. And the, the the tombstone next to the one that said Gruber said Graves, which I didn't recognize that. So I Googled it, and one of the Bond villains is named Gustav Graves. No way. I'm like, that's so sick. That's awesome. Did you like... They're just like these little... I would have rewound it to clips. look at every single uh, tombstone that was featured. It was just so, those two. So the reason that I thought to look is because there was an IMDb fun fact that there's one that says Rourke for Mickey Rourke because originally he was going to play the Woody Harrelson part and I forget why he didn't but he didn't so they that's kind of a nod to that Mm -hmm. that they put that in the movie so when I saw the other two I was like that seems pretty intentional yeah and I I don't know if there are more I didn't look for more but there might be something to look out for the next watch I know nice nice I think the only other thing that I really wrote down as far as notes go about the movie is that in the very beginning, when he's talking about his screenplay, when he drops the title Seven Psychopaths, mm-hmm. he says that he wants the story to ultimately be about love. And while it wasn't about romantic love, it was about love. For sure. Like it's all about Billy making these sacrifices so that his friend can have his dream. Mm-hmm. 100%. Absolutely it was. Right? Yeah. Yeah. 
I love that. And that's, I think that's also why I want to do rewatches is because had I not like that moment where I rewound it and he talked about, you know, you can't mm-hmm. kill the animals. I was like, Oh my God, like he didn't, he didn't kill the animals. Like he did it's it. so, yeah. it's so like repetitive and, and self-referencing and uh, like, it makes me eager to rewatch it again. Cause I want to see all of those yeah. things that I missed. God, it's just a fantastic, like it really, I didn't know what to expect going into it. And mm-hmm. even like starting it, I didn't know what the hell to expect either. Cause it kept bouncing. Like we got the crazy intro scene that really right. didn't like serve any kind of like it never comes back until he's reading the newspaper. Right. Right. And that kind of threw me for a loop. And then we go into this like yeah. sad writer's life. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> I also love it's terrible. It's totally misogynistic, but uh, I don't know why I thought of this, but uh, all of the times that Sam Rockwell's character kept like <laughs> calling uh, Colin Farrell's is it girlfriend or girlfriend? wife? Yeah. He just hated her. Yeah. Uh, like, I know. Kept calling her a bitch and stuff. And like, obviously it's not okay, then, but it was very funny. <laughs> and later he's like, it's not her fault. She's a bitch. Yeah. I need to be nicer to her. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. And I also just like, there's that moment at the party when, um, what is his name now? Why am I? Marty. Marty. When Marty mm-hmm. is drunk and kind of being a dick to his girlfriend and Sam Rockwell actually like lends a hand to, to be like, you look really nice. You threw a nice party. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, you're not being a bitch. Your boyfriend's being an asshole. <laughs> I also like saw a connection. I don't know if this was obvious or not, but Marty being the main character's main character's name uh, and the director's name. Right. Totally. Yeah. I was thinking of a movie that was, similar to this and i wanted to bring it up to you as maybe a recommendation Mm. moving forward have you seen or heard of the movie the brothers bloom oh i've only heard of it because of you guys talking about Mm -hmm. it but i've never seen it so this movie is uh one of my favorites i've seen it so many times and i still can't Mm. tell you that i understand it completely it is a very confusing movie there's a lot of like twists and turns and stuff okay but it's worth at least a watch or two um, what is it about? So it's about uh, con artists. Oh. It is Adrian Brody and uh, Mark Ruffalo are brothers. Mm-hmm. And they grow up to be con men. And they loop Rachel Vice into their Ooh, sexy. like grand con. And hijinks ensue. And it's a really funny movie. It's a very kind of bizarre movie at times. Uh, but it kind of gave me that same like gritty feeling that that this movie gave mm-hmm. um so that's my recommendation to you you may hate it, it which is totally fine uh oh but someone directed it was it uh ryan johnson yeah ryan johnson directed it Ooh. so if that's any kind of draw to you cool did he did he write it do you know yes he did i don't think it's as good or as polished as knives out but uh it's certainly as entertaining i think I like stuff about con artists. Yeah. I always just find it fascinating. I'm like, wow, good con. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Bravo. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you ever get around to watching that, let me know. I'd love to hear your thoughts. Sick. Yeah. So I prepped some questions for you because I wanted to get to know yes. your tastes a little bit better. I just realized that I moved my phone out of my way for my notebook. So hopefully the recording <laughs> didn't lose audio quality. All good. If it did, uh, Nick or you might have to turn it up for that whole movie talk. We will. Portion. We will make it work. My bad. <laughs> no sweat. So 
something that I don't want to say I feel alone in, but I feel like I talk about things like Cat in the Hat and uh, Baby's Day Out and all mm. of these movies that are so <laughs> like core to my being. Yes. And I want to know like what that movie is for you or if you even have one of those movies where like you can understand how the general public might think it's like stupid or crazy to enjoy as much as you do, but you yeah. still would defend it to the day you die. <laughs> I love this question. Um, <laughs> yeah, both of them, I definitely went like hard in the route of like, they're not good, but I love <laughs> nice, them. <laughs> nice. um, and they are both connected to my high school best friend, Jillian, because I don't know, maybe because I was just like peak my silliness in high school. Mm. And, you know, there's like nostalgia with these movies too, but um, I still have a fun time watching them to this day. Nice. One of them is American Dreams with a Z, oh which God. I've talked about on We Explain Movies. <laughs> have you ever seen I it? I have not. I have it's not. like an American Idol spoof. Okay. Um, it's a movie? And it's a full-length, it's a full-length movie. Okay. It's got like every actor under the sun. It's like Willem Dafoe, <laughs> uh, Dennis Quaid, Seth Meyers, Mandy Moore, fucking who else is in it i don't know there's tons of people in it already sold and um yeah it's just like the most insane movie i don't know how to even describe it but mandy moore is just like a cold-hearted bitch the whole movie <laughs> and it makes it so funny she's like trying to be famous and uh her boyfriend like went off to war and he's like a dweeb and she doesn't like him and i don't know it's really funny <laughs> I'm uh, adding it to my letterbox watch list yes. as we speak. And I see that Courtney has rated it one star. Uh, <laughs> I made her watch it. And she was not a fan. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, yeah, I even told her I was going to say that one. And she was like, don't say that one. <laughs> um, nice. But the other one, which she does approve of, and which is probably higher on my list, I saw it on my 15th birthday with like 10 of my friends, we took up the whole row of the movie theater. So I have very good memories connected to this movie. It's all about Steve <gasps> with Sandra Bullock. Yes, the crossword puzzle artist or something. Yes, yes, yes I am familiar. Yes, you've seen? I've seen, okay, so my, my connection with that movie is I saw it, I saw bits and pieces of it because my mom had it on while she was like clipping coupons or something. Uh, and it okay. piqued my interest. Like one time. Yes, yeah, it piqued my interest okay. enough to like, know about it and kind of have it in the back of my head for forever the like I want to watch that at some point um because it just it seems like a crazy concept and like very funny and I remember loving Sandra Bullock's character because yeah. she was just like so zany and crazy the draw is really that it's just so fucking random <laughs> and she was nominated for a Razzie yeah, for this yep. like the same I think she won the Razzie for oh, it no. <laughs> um like the same day she won for the blind side or something like that that's hysterical um but I think it's so funny. It's so stupid. <laughs> How I think, and that's the vibe that I got from it as well. I think I even asked my mom what it was about. And she's like, yeah, it's just like yeah. random, this random things happen to this woman. And like, yeah, it gave me almost like Joe Dirt vibes. Like, is it that same kind of? Totally, yeah? totally. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. And she's kind of like, you know, something's not totally right in the head with her. She's following Bradley Cooper around the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> He's Steve and she's in love with him and she follows around him around for the whole movie yeah yep. and it's like people like yeah. helping her on her way kind of thing exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. and she's kind-hearted so they're like stop being mean to her 
Well, Courtney gave this two and a half stars, so it's a much bigger improvement. Interesting. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's her threshold for she knows it's shitty, but she loves it. Nice. It's two and a half. Good deal. Good deal. Yeah. Um, excellent. Excellent. Uh, were those the, the two movies? Did you have any those more? Those were the two. Yes. Awesome. This question I wanted to ask because I am always looking for recommendations and uh, like uh, what Nick said, you brought our attention to both this movie and Brigsby Bear. So are there any other like hidden gem movies that you can think of that you could recommend? So one that I wanted to mention, although you guys have definitely seen it because you did it on your podcast, but I love showing it to people as Thoroughbreds. So good. I feel like that's kind of a hidden gem movie yep. that not everyone has seen, and it's like 10 out of 10. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but then this is the one that I, I was like, oh, fuck, I just thought of another one that I wanted to tell you about. I don't think you've seen either of these. One is The Way, Way Back with Sam Rockwell. I've heard of it. I have not seen it. It's got Steve Carell, and he's a huge asshole in it, which I remember was like a draw for the movie when it came out. People were like, whoa, he's playing an asshole. Can you believe it? <laughs> um, Tony Collette is in it. Love her. Absolutely. Um, love her. Allison Janney. Oh, my God. Love her. Is yeah. this the wrestling Allison one? Allison Janney's so funny. No, no, it's about, um, it's basically just a coming of age movie and Sam Rockwell kind of ends up being like an implanted father figure on this kid for the summer. Gotcha. Um, so this kid is like really introverted and his family is like, he's kind of like got a broken family situation going on and Steve Carell's with his mom and they're going away for the summer to this like beach house and he meets Sam Rockwell at a water park. Mm-hmm. Oh, Maya Rudolph is there. Love her. This Fucking is everybody's in this movie. Fantastic. <laughs> it's really good and charming. Is there a movie where Steve Carell is like a wrestling coach or something? Foxcatcher? There has to be. Is that what it is? That one's like a ser- more of a serious film. Though. I don't know why I thought of that one when you just mentioned that, but two different movies. That could be what you're talking yeah. about. Actually, that's boxing, I think. Foxcatcher. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, but then the other one that I just thought of is American Animals. I also really like to show people. Oh, I've not heard of this one. Oh, you've never even heard I of don't it? I think so. Um, so this one, you'll never believe. So you remember how MoviePass made that horrible movie with John Travolta? Like, about New York? It's called Gaudy. No. He's like, he's like a, no, you don't remember, he's like a gangster in New York or like a mobster or something. No. Um, that sounds... Anyway, MoviePass made two movies. One of them was American Animals, which is fucking amazing. <laughs> and the other one is Gaudy, starring John Travolta. But American Animals is a slam dunk. It's starring Evan Peters and um, fucking, what's his name? He terrifies me. Oh, Barry Keegan? Yes, Barry Keegan. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and it's, it's based on a true story about these four college students who tried to rob, um, their, it's like the library at their school for precious art, basically. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just really good. Interesting. Both on my watch list now. The vibes of that one are like heist, comedy, and also just really unique. Whereas The Way Way Back is just kind of like goofy feel good it's got like um i think it might even be the same producers as uh little miss sunshine it's very much those vibes. okay that's another one way way back i feel like little miss sunshine i've it's one that i've always wanted to see i've not seen it yet oh you've never seen it I, oh you would love it i think i have seen so many clips and like maybe even comparisons to like other movies have brought up little miss sunshine that i i could right. probably tell you the plot of it but 
I know the performances are great and I love the cast. So that is one that yeah. I want to watch at some point. Quick side note. Can we talk about Fresh? <laughs> <laughs> Me and the girls were not pleased with your review, Jordan. <laughs> I, you know, like, when is it going to be like, I felt this way about, uh, <laughs> This is a terrible When are joke. you going to feel away and we're not going to care? <laughs> no, I'm, I felt the same way about uh, Promising Young Woman. It's like, when are the men going to get their movie, you know? like <laughs> Why don't the men ever get a voice never. is what I keep saying. <laughs> oh, my God. No, I. it was an interesting movie. It was, it was fun, but I think, like... I couldn't get behind the campiness. And I think it's because mm. it was sold to me as something that was not very campy. And I was a little bit like blindsided by it. Um, gotcha. But I do understand the hype. I, I, I get it. it. I feel like the reason I was okay with it is because it just felt like what Sebastian Stan would be like if he was a <laughs> real life like murderer because that's just how he behaves and so I was like I'm fucking here for this it's awesome amazing <laughs> not to glorify serial killers but I was like Sebastian Stan is awesome <laughs> he did really well and the actress who yeah. I'd never seen before um Daisy Edgar Jones yeah the only thing I've seen her in is normal people which I think was like her first big role that is a 342 minute movie it's 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 a mini series. Oh, okay, that would make sense. Okay, got it, got it. I have letterbox up, yeah. and I'm, I'm kind of like looking at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Okay. <laughs> You're like Jesus like, Christ! You've seen normal people. Holy shit! Um, <sighs> awesome. Yeah, and I think you know spoilers for Fresh. What really made me upset is that like I was on these girls' team the whole time. Obviously, I was like rooting for them the yeah. whole time, and they did that horror movie trope where it's like you get the killer. You finally defeat him. He's down. He's unconscious. And cut, they didn't double tap enough. Cut off his yeah. head. Yeah, You're totally. so much smarter than this. Like, come on. Yeah. That pissed me off so much. And it was to the point where, like, everything that happened after that didn't really matter one way or the other. Like, it could mm -hmm. have ended with them just killing him. Um, yeah. And that was when I was kind of like, oh, come on. Like, that that moment really hurt me. But uh, but I did. I thought it was a very interesting concept. I didn't know anything about it going into it. So when they did reveal like the big moment, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like this is yeah, this is that movie. Um, yeah, we lost our fucking minds when the title card finally shows yes, up thirty minutes in. So we were like, well, "Now we know what movie we're watching." <laughs> it's so cool. I did watch it with Nick, and like we were skyping when we were watching it. Did you notice the tooth in the painting? Like within the paint. Is that what you mean? So, like, kind of... Because he couldn't see it either, and we rewound it a few times, but it was when she had just gotten there, and things were, like, just yeah. starting to get a little bit creepy. It was before he drugged her. Yeah. And she's taking a close look at this painting before he grabs her attention again. Right. And there's, like, a tooth, like a molar sticking out of the painting. Okay, so I, I didn't notice that specifically, but we did say, like, when they did a close-up shot, because, again, we were, like... It said there's gore, so we know something bad is going to happen. Yeah. Like, he can't be trustworthy. And when she's looking at the painting, we were like, why does it look like there's, like, human flesh or something mm. in there? Like, there was a really weird texture to the paint <laughs> that didn't seem right. And so we thought later it would be revealed that he, like, uses their blood in the paint or something. Yeah. But then instead he, he stores everything behind it. But 
I'm not surprised that there's a tooth there. And I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't crazy, but maybe I am. I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, moving back to our questions, uh, what is your favorite TV show? I feel like we don't talk about TV enough, and I'd love to hear your thoughts. So I was a little stuck on this question only because there are so many genres of TV that I was like, do I go with a drama or like a teen soap or like a sitcom? Because I have... I watch a lot of TV shows that I really, really love. All of the you above, know? yeah. <laughs> um, but the ones I ended up deciding to actually write down are, I think Breaking Bad is like a nearly flawless show. Okay. Are you an Are you an anti-Breaking Badder? <laughs> I'm not anti-Breaking Bad, but I have tried probably at least four times to watch Dang. it, and I can never get How past... How far did you get? Like... I've never gotten past maybe four or five episodes. It's always been... Oh, wow. That's early. Yeah. And and I know how popular it is. I even know how popular Better Call Saul is. I've heard people praise that one mm-hmm. more than uh, Breaking Bad. I know. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And it's it's piqued my curiosity for it. But I, again, I don't know why. I just... I can't... I couldn't get into it. But uh, I could probably be uh, persuaded into watching it. But tell me why you like it. Yeah. Maybe I'll be convinced. Well, there are some people who have told me that about a couple seasons in too. like my sister and my brother-in-law are part of the reason that I started watching it. They were like, this show's so fucking good. You got to watch it. Mm -hmm. And then we ended up passing them and they were like, yeah, we just hit a wall. Like we can't pick it back up. And I don't think they ever finished it. And I think, see, I don't really remember the slow parts because all that I can think of are the really good parts. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I do like, you know, there are some memories of it where I'm like, it's just the, fucking Albuquerque haze and they're just walking around (laughs) but there's just some episodes that are like literal high art (laughs) where I'm like that's one of the most beautifully written things I've ever seen or like beautifully acted things I've ever seen or you know drama television shows just have those moments where you're like want to stand up off the couch because you're like I can't believe they did that <laughs> I was not aware of this and that that definitely piques my interest oh from okay us. so and I know uh Nick absolutely loves it as well I'm sure you and yeah him could talk about it for hours yeah that's interesting it starts to get I would say like stakes start to get higher and higher especially by the end mm-hmm. um but it's like you know especially his fucking brother-in-law works for the DEA mm-hmm. So that's a huge issue. Right. <laughs> um, but there, I remember, maybe this is just because it's one of the first, I don't know, like dramas in my adult life that I actually sat down and watched start to finish. So I was kind of new to mm-hmm. it. But there were a lot of moments where they would write themselves into what I saw as a corner where I was like, how the fuck are the characters going to get out of this? And somehow they would. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, that was so clever, <laughs> like how they how they wrote that to end or to resolve. I felt that a lot Um, about Dexter as well. That and I know I bring this up all the time. Nurse Jackie, you need to watch that show. You need to. What is, what did you say it's on? Is it Showtime? It's Showtime. Uh, It used to be on Netflix, but I don't think it's there anymore. Maybe a little bastards. I know. I know. But uh, if you ever like (laughs) are subscribed to Showtime for, to watch another show, like stick with it until you can finish Nurse Jackie. Um, If for no other reason than, is it Merritt Weaver weaving? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Merritt Weaver. She's the best part of it. Truthfully. Oh yeah. yeah and she's one of my favorite actresses because of this show and because of, you know, some of the other things I've seen her in. She's just incredible. She's absolutely amazing. Um, Is Nurse Jackie one of your favorite shows? 100%. Yes. Okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. Yeah. It's good. I'm it's much good. more likely to give something a chance when it's someone's like favorite show. <laughs> it's up there. It's up there. I mean, 
I have a favorite show, um, and it, like, honestly, nothing comes close to my favorite show. Uh, what is it? The OA is. Oh, okay. Fucking. But they cut it short on you. <laughs> don't remind me, Kayleen. I know this. <laughs> I know. Tell me something I don't know. <laughs> I, the uh, the creators of it are. Uh, creating something like a new show now that I'm very much looking forward mm. to. So um, okay. that should be fun. So the only, the only other thing I want to say about Breaking Bad, which to maybe persuade you, and it's only five seasons, like it's not the hugest commitment compared to some shows, mm-hmm. but is that it's one of the few shows where I feel like they actually nailed the ending. Nice. Where it's like, I don't know, the, the next show I'm going to talk about just really did not <laughs> nail the ending for me. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, but Breaking Bad, it's like that last episode, everything goes exactly how it needs to go. And like, obviously, I can't say things, but it's like they just wrap everybody's characters up in a beautiful way. And there's like these moments of like completing people's arcs. And I don't even just mean that with like, I feel like the predictable thing is like, oh, someone's going to die. But it's like it's it's just like emotional realizations and like confrontations that are really beautiful. Um, nice. So, yeah, Breaking Bad, I feel like is like a perfect. And show. where is that streaming now? Do you know? It's probably well, it used to be on Netflix. It probably still is. Okay. I haven't checked. I'll have to look in a very that. long time. And I know I I'm on TikTok a lot and I shouldn't be. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> the algorithms have picked up that I really, I find Malcolm in the middle hysterical. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> and every so often I'll get like clips, like TikTok clips of Malcolm in the middle and I will watch every single one of them and they're fucking hysterical. And I That's love so Brian Cranston. And yeah. it makes me like that is the next show. I'm finishing up Golden Girls right now, but that's like the next comedy show that Ooh. I want to move to is Malcolm in the middle. Um, and maybe that'll convince me to watch Breaking Bad finally just to kind of get more. Maybe you'll have such a Brian high yeah. that you'll be like, I have to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I talked about that for a really long time, but in a similar boat is Dexter, like I said before. Yes. Um, did You said you didn't watch all of Dexter? I I think I missed, it's been so long. I think I missed the last season of like when it originally aired and I've not yeah. seen anything from the new season. Okay, so, okay. But I liked it. I liked what I, I saw, I'll say. Yeah. My opinion on it, which some people are like, after the Trinity Killer, it went downhill. I disagree. <laughs> I really like two seasons after the Trinity Killer. Um, but there's a character that comes in, and it's not even necessarily her fault, but I blame it on her because everything bad happened after she came. <laughs> her name is Hannah McKay, and she becomes like a love interest for Dexter. And everything after she comes is just fucking stupid as hell. <laughs> is she the blonde um, one? She's the blonde yeah, one. Yeah, I, re- I remember yes. her. I remember just liking her yes. too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she ruined it. Um, <laughs> and I hated the way that it ended. It was so lame. So much stupid shit happens. But I really, I don't think this new season was like a slam dunk. But I feel like it did what we needed, which was to give us a good fucking ending to the show. <laughs> and there's like talks of a season two of the new season or Let's like see. a spinoff. I guess I'd be fine with a spinoff, but like I really felt that they did a good job of giving us a deserved ending and they should just leave it alone. <laughs> but we'll see. People love to get their money from spinoffs. Nice, nice. The last one is just One Tree Hill. <laughs> is my favorite teen drama. I've seen it twice all the way through. Nice. I'll probably watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I honestly I know nothing about that show embarrassingly, but I know I know it's big in your life and I know it's big in Courtney's life, which is Yes. That's important. As is clear by us going to Wilmington. <laughs> <laughs> 
was so awesome. Uh, uh, I did want to take this opportunity because you had mentioned that you're watching Girls, and I know you're not watching it yes. now, but you are. You have started it. Yes. I have such a love hate relationship with that show. I yes. cannot stand it. I think it is every single one of those girls is so entitled and bratty, and it is like, <laughs> oh, it's it's so terrible. Yeah. And I watched it when it had first come out and I would always get to a point, I forget what season it is, where I was like, okay, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I really can't. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently, I think it was within the last year, I was like, I'm just going to stick to my guns and I'm just going to watch it all the way through. I don't care how miserable I am. And through doing that. Like, was that just because you wanted to finish yeah, it? Yeah, I just, I needed to know how it ended because it was one of those things that was just always in the back of my mind. And I did love, like, the first, like, season or two or season and a half are hysterical. Like, it's so funny. Yeah. But then these characters are making such wild and crazy decisions that make no sense uh, that I just kind of, like, it dips in interest for me after a certain point. I just had it on in the background, I think, when Nick was hanging out with me. And he was like, that is one of the best episodes. It was, like, maybe, like, season three or four. And he was like, that is one of the best episodes of television I've ever seen. So here I am. Do you remember which one it was? No, he would know. I don't remember what it is, but I can I can reach out and, and get back to you about that. Okay, I got it. Yeah, <laughs> but it, here I am again, going all the way back to the beginning, so I can watch it with him. And this is like oh, really? the seventh time that I've tried watching this show. Um, so you've never finished? We I so I finished. Okay, okay. I finished uh, the show. Wait, so you guys are both watching it right now? So this I finished the show as I was kind of watching it with him along, like his progress i guess yes. and we have both since finished however mm. the last episode the very last episode of the show i'm pissed at i think the second to last episode was a perfect way to tie it up and they just like kind of tacked on this last okay. episode we the, this all ties around i promise there's a point because you're talking about okay, shows okay. that stick the landing um <laughs> yes and i think that's that was why i was so excited to hear that you were finally watching it because i would love to know your opinion because i have shielded him from that last episode and i'd love to know like Oh, you like didn't let him watch I it? I didn't. I didn't. Um, That's so or funny. I suggested against it because I think it kind of like, yeah. it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth. I didn't understand why they did it, but you have to let me know if or when you finish that okay. show because we both have thoughts and we would love to to hash them out with wow, you. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I would love to. Um, I will say that I've recently put a name to this feeling that I get with shows, which is that sometimes I'm enjoying a show but I don't crave the show, gotcha. which is the feeling I've decided that I, I get <laughs> with some shows. And so I was enjoying Girls, but I was like, oh, this is like, I don't know. It's just because I don't have another show. I'm not like craving watching the show. And so now I'm rewatching Degrassi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have put Girls on hold. I'll watch like one every couple of weeks and be like, back to Degrassi. <laughs> I don't blame you. So, oops, girls is on hold. (laughs) (laughs) Hence why I said, like, if or when. Like, I I would totally understand if you don't ever want to go back to that show. I get it. Trust me. I'm pretty far, but like I said, I'm, like, paused now. I think I'm on season, he's dating Mimi Rose. Um, Okay. You know, from Community. Yes, yes. Um, So. Excellent. Great. Uh, Yeah. God, that fucking show. Uh, Last question. What is a movie hot take? So... I guess I'll, I wrote down way too much shit for this one. So I wanted to go with my, I couldn't think of anything like spicy enough where I was like, people are going to be mad that I said that. Ooh, I want to make people mad. (laughs) And so I, I did think of kind of a spicy take, but I feel like it was spicier at the time. And now that this person has done more movies, I think people will find it less spicy, which is that as much as I love Jojo Rabbit, 
I've always kind of had an issue with Thomas and Mackenzie's performance in it. And I can't even really put a finger on it. Interesting. Because I've, it's not even like the emotional beats. I feel like those are fine. But just like something about her overall acting, I've always been like, it's like the, the knock in the movie for wow. me. Wow. Can I ask? So that's my spicy. <laughs> can I ask how you felt about her performance in what's the movie? Last Night in Soho. So that's why I feel like now maybe it won't seem as spicy because I feel like she's kind of dipped into this weird like I don't know people can't figure out like yeah. even in old I feel that she's kind of like what are you what are you doing <laughs> what are the choices you're making you know yeah yeah <laughs> and Anya Taylor-Joy was the standout of Soho so I was like who cares about this bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I know that was I don't like hate her but <laughs> that was Nick's biggest one of Nick's biggest problems with that movie was that her her voice was just like like why are you doing this this is not it didn't seem like her it kind of feels like a baby voice yeah 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 why why she chose to do that or why the director had her do that I don't know but um yeah nice nice so that's that's my I was trying to go spicy for that and then <laughs> um I guess a a movie that I feel I didn't think this was a hot take because I feel like all of my immediate friends agree. I don't know if you've seen this, but critics fucking they eat this movie up and I don't know why. I thought Boyhood was so stupid. Oh, I've not seen it. The Richard Linklater movie. Yes, I'm familiar, but I've not seen it. Patricia Arquette and Ethan Hawke did amazing. Patricia really deserved her award. I believe she won the Oscar for that. I love her. But yeah, yeah, she's very good um courtney's arch nemesis but yes <laughs> wait what really <laughs> yeah because she keeps stealing awards from amy Adams. oh oh gotcha gotcha <laughs> so it makes sense um <laughs> very funny and she also does it by being like look how ugly i can get Ooh, i'm so ugly <laughs> oh, uh funny anyway but <laughs> but in boyhood all the kid actors like start off as kids mm. and then grow up to be like you know 20 or whatever and it, it just felt like there was no range in their acting. Like they were pretty talented as kids. And then it was if they never had an acting class and they got really stale and bad. I see. And it just kind of felt pretentious. It was like the whole point of the movie felt like I'm making a movie over 12 years and not actually something of substance. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so that's how I felt about it. Critics apparently loved it. But wow. I feel like none of my close friends liked it. Men finally get a voice and you're like, mm, no, thanks. <laughs> more like menhood <laughs> i've not seen it but uh, i i do i like i know why it was so you know groundbreaking when it happened um, yeah interesting interesting and then my last hot take which is more the opposite side of the spectrum i just wanted to think of a movie that i love that people hate <laughs> which is bohemian rhapsody <laughs> wow <laughs> People just really like to attack that movie. And I'm like, what? Is it because he's not singing? I get it. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. So you like it and people don't like it. I see what you're saying. Gotcha, yes, gotcha. yes, yes. Nice. The opposite. Nice. So can I assume that you didn't think highly of Rocket Man? I thought it was fine, but I was like, how dare you think that this is better than Bohemian Rhapsody <laughs> to anyone who thought that. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> no, I, I thoroughly yeah. enjoyed both of those movies. Um so you're in you're in good, oh, good. company in that regard. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> I have one last question that I did not prepare you for, and I apologize for Ooh, that. But this hot seat, yeah. Uh, talking about stuff that's always been in the back of my mind, a movie that I saw that I always think about, or when I think about it, I think of you guys for some reason. It was one Aww. that I saw before 
I really started looking at movies from like a more analytical standpoint. Like this was before podcasting yeah. or anything like that, but it was very close to when I did start it. And I, I feel like you, the three of you have maybe brought it up here and there, but I've not really heard any kind of mm. concrete thoughts about it. Have you seen Neon Demon? Yes, we all have. Tell me what you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> I I too sometimes think of movies in this way where I'm like, well, it was before the podcast or me having a letterbox, so I didn't know anything. <laughs> right, right. Um, but I will say, I think I was trying to watch movies more analytically at that point, And I was like, this movie's weird as fuck. I don't get it. <laughs> But like, and I know people loved it. Like so many people recommended it to me, like people who are film people. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get it. <laughs> why is there a fucking, why is she fucking a corpse? Why is this happening to me? <laughs> but I know it has, uh, is it Jenna Malone? Malone, Malone yeah, that's yeah. in it. Um, you know, obviously Elle Fanning is incredible. Yeah. Um, I think it was one of those, but like I look back at movies and I'm like, wow, that was weird. I don't understand it, but I fucking loved it. Like, I f- okay, yeah. I just feel like it was like before the time that I got into those types of movies. And I was this one of those where you said I fucking loved it. I enjoyed it just cuz it was okay. super weird. Uh Cliff Martinez did the movie and or did the um the score for it and I mm. fucking love him and I can be persuaded to love a movie just purely by its soundtrack, which is, you know. Yeah. Uh, so that hit hard for me. And I think it was one of the movies that made me want to start looking at things analytically. So I was like, obviously, there's mm. a lot to explore here. Obviously, they're trying to say something that's so much deeper than, you know, what's on the surface. But also, yeah. it could go the other way in that it's like, oh, this movie's like super deep to the point where it's pretentious. Right. <laughs> and I just, like, I've only seen it once. It was in theaters. And I, I think about it often. I'm like, God, I wonder, like if the girls liked it as well, or if it even still holds up if we were to rewatch it again. But I just want to, I want to put that thought to rest finally, because I feel like it's been on my mind for a while. Um, Yeah, I think, I think Kimmy felt the same. We watched it together. And I remember at the end, like when she eats the other girl, we were like, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, I can't, I want to say Courtney liked it more than us, but I'm not sure. I'll have to, I I fully plan on asking all three of you or the other (laughs) two of you. Um, Yeah. But yeah. And I, I know that has nothing to do with it, but I figured this or to do with anything that we've talked about, but uh, I I knew I wanted to ask it. So uh, honestly, similar vibes to mother. I was like, (laughs) okay. (laughs) Very true. Very true. But again, and actually that was one of the movies that like really sparked this podcast for me as well. Cause I was like, I was finally Mm. getting into these like super artistic movies. And I was like, I want to know what they mean. Like, what do they mean? This was a blast. Thank you so much for coming. This was amazing. Yay. Do you want to, I mean, everyone knows you, but do you want to plug your podcast? Um, we explained movies. Our most recent episode was probably the one that's coming out about the cursed Jordan. That's probably a surprise to you because we switched our episode. (laughs) Is this like the, is that a Hulu one or like a, a streaming one? Uh, it just came out in theaters. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. I, so I am doing this thing yeah. this year where I'm not watching trailers. So I'm like, I, I have to like right. pinpoint. What do you, movies. okay. We were, we were asking each other this. What do you do when you go to the movies? Have you been going in late? No. Uh, so <laughs> I've, it's been such a recent decision that I've not had that opportunity to like be in a theater oh, to avoid the trailers. Okay. I assume either I'll just like close my eyes and ears or just kind of like leave the theater for a couple minutes. Okay. But yeah. So I've, I feel like I've heard of this movie, but I'm very eager to hear about it. Have you and or Nick seen the Batman yet? 
no, but he's coming next weekend and we're going to go see it in theaters. And Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, our episode <laughs> comes out tomorrow and it has spoilers. So fuck, uh, Jordan. Cool. I will. I will make sure to <laughs> hold off. Skip those. Yeah. But uh, is it like within the explanation or is it? Oh, I, I, you guys no, always do. No, no, it's in the it's in the what we watch nice, cool. section. You always do timestamps. And we'll have timestamps. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. We need to get better at that. Here we do. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. Um. Thank you again for coming on. Thank you. This yeah, is so fun. Thank you for having Not me. I'm honored and I love getting to show people movies that I love. Excellent. Excellent. Tune in next week. I don't know what guests we're having, but uh, there will be one. And they'll be here. Yes. <laughs> and they'll talk about something. <laughs> something. 